Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, February 29th. The time is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. For this period of time, when we come together for prayer, intercession, petition, on behalf of our unsaved, prodigal and wayward, and backslidden sons and daughters, we also lift up in prayer parents of prodigals. This podcast was born over a year ago. It's going on two years out of my own burden for my two adult children and their deliverance and salvation. And since the inception of this podcast, my son has surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. Prayer was answered. And now, of course, I continue to lift up my daughter before the throne of grace that she would surrender her life to Christ. And many of us, many of us have unsaved, backslidden, and wayward sons and daughters Maybe perhaps you have a son and daughter who, or a son or daughter who was involved in the church at one time. They were involved in youth ministry, or they used to come to church on a regular basis. And for whatever reason, they were lured away. Decided not to come to church anymore. Maybe peer pressure, friends have lured them away. And they're no longer thinking about the things of eternity. Some of us have adult sons and daughters, and they are pursuing career and vocation and other things. And those things in and of themselves are not wrong. However, when the cares of this world and the cares of this life push the things of eternity out of the way, then that's where the problem lies. You know, Jesus told the parable of the sower and the different seeds, the seeds that were sown in the different soil. And one particular kind of soil was soil where the word of God was sown on and the cares of this world and the pleasures of this world choked out the word of God. You may have a son or a daughter who has never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and we're burdened for our unsaved sons and daughters. We know the prophetic clock is ticking. We see things occurring internationally, wars and rumors of wars. Things are happening in accordance to biblical prophecy. The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church the great taking away of born-again believers. When our Lord Jesus Christ returns, the Word of God says that the dead in Christ will rise first. The, the, the rapture is an actual event. It is really going to take place. Many people don't believe in it. They think it's a fairy tale. Some people even ridicule it. Many of us have seen the Left Behind series. Tim LaHaye movies or have read the books that portray and talk about the rapture 
When Christ comes and removes all born-again believers, the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds in the air to meet the Lord. And he'll remove all born-again believers, all those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ and made him Lord of their lives. And following the event known as the rapture, which will come like a thief in the night, when people least expect it. The word of God says that the rapture will be followed by a period of time known as the great tribulation, a time, a terrible time when God will pour out his judgments on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It's all in the Bible, the word of God, which is true and 100% reliable, infallible, inerrant, without flaw, without contradiction, without mistake, totally relevant to, for today totally trustworthy it is the word of god this is a live podcast and we welcome your participation in it every thursday we come on live and we welcome you to call in if you so choose to and share an insight maybe there's something you'd like to share and the lord has laid something upon your heart with regards to prodigalism and wayward children and you'd like to share that insight maybe perhaps you have a testimony the lord is moving in your life things are happening in the life of your prodigal son or daughter you're praying for them and you see that god's hand is upon them maybe perhaps you'd like to share a scripture verse something you have to share can be an encouragement and a strength and a comfort to someone who's listening and needs to hear an encouraging word. You know, the book of Proverbs mentions that good news is like refreshing water. The book of Proverbs also says that a person's heart can be weighed down, but a refreshing word can encourage that person. And so we would love to hear from you in the event you have something you'd like to share and bless other listeners with. And then, of course, we will break into a musical interlude at the halfway mark, and then we're going to have a word, a dear sister in Christ who recently joined Parents of Prodigals posted a tremendously blessed insight on the Parents of Prodigals Facebook page. And... What she had to say was a tremendous, tremendous encouragement. At the halfway mark, we are going to play what she shared on the air. It will definitely be a blessing to you. And then, of course, we will be entering a time of prayer, a period of time in prayer when we will lift up the requests that we have on behalf of many young people. You know, there are many prayer requests that we have several of these requests were answered these young people have surrendered their lives to jesus christ and we're going to pray for their continued strength and perseverance in their walk and then there are other requests where the lord is moving they haven't accepted christ yet but the spirit of god is moving in their lives and God has his own way and his own timing as to what he's going to do. We need to trust him with the process. 
And of course, there are other prayer requests, which we'll be bringing before the throne of grace. Young people who are in bondage to various strongholds, and we will be entering into prayer warfare on their behalf. That's what this podcast is all about. For that reason, I want to let you know that there is still time for you to get in your prayer request. If you're listening on the Podbean app, you can type in your request and we will see it on our screen. If you want your request to not have any details, we will respect your anonymity. We will respect your privacy. It could be an unspoken request. You could just type in that you want prayer for your unsaved son and daughter. God knows the details. If you don't want to share them, we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. And we will respect your privacy. The Lord knows all the details about your prodigal son and daughter. We will bring him before the throne of grace. God knows what to do. He knows how to do it. He knows when to do it. And what is the reason why he'll do it? So that their names will be written in the book of life. And they will have eternal life, salvation, and spend eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ and all of us who have surrendered our lives to the Lord. And so we welcome you again to this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. At this time, I want to welcome listeners in a variety of municipalities and locations. We have listeners in right here in New York. We have listeners in California, Colorado, and Pennsylvania. North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, Georgia, Alabama, Maryland and Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, Virginia and West Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana. We welcome listeners in New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, and Arizona. Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, Wyoming, and Nebraska. Internationally, we do have listeners in Mexico and Canada, Australia and France, Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, Germany, New Zealand, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, Russia, And most recently, Ireland. We welcome all of you. Now, of course, due to time differences in many locations, and perhaps maybe people are in a local area but are working, many people will be downloading this podcast. They're not able to listen live, so they'll be downloading the podcast once it's on the site. And that's fine, too, because the Spirit of God can move as mightily in a downloaded podcast as he can if you're listening live. There are no restraints or constraints on the Spirit of God. So if you're listening to this podcast at a later time through a download, just place your complete trust in the Lord. The Holy Spirit will move just as mightily. It doesn't have to be a live listenership. God knows what needs to be done. He is all-powerful. And he will bring 
the deliverance and salvation of your prodigal to pass. Before we get into our devotional reading, join me in an opening word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we all thank you so much for this period of time when we can come together, Lord, in mutual edification and encouragement. Lord, we all have, many of us have unsaved sons and daughters. Maybe they've backslidden and we worry about their souls. We're concerned about their eternal state. We don't want them to go to the lake of fire. We don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. So, Lord, we pray that you bless this time, Lord God. Bless the word that's going to be ministered, Lord. Let your word fall on good ground, bearing fruit. Let it be an encouragement, a comfort, and a source of strength to those who are listening. And, Lord, let your anointing be on this program, Lord God. We commit it to you, Lord God. This program is consecrated to you, Heavenly Father for your service. Let this be a blessing to everyone who's listening, Lord God. Parents, concerned parents, anxious parents, loving parents of unsaved sons and daughters who want to see them at the marriage supper of the Lamb. They want their children to have salvation. They want them to get raptured. And so we commit this time to you, Heavenly Father. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen and amen. Well, the title of tonight's devotional is Prayer, Persistence, and Promise. Prayer, Persistence, and Promise. And our text is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Luke, chapter 18 verses 1 through 8, and I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, in his book, Fresh Wind and Fire, Pastor Jim Simbola tells the story of his wayward daughter, Chrissy, and the power of persistence in prayer. And while in Florida, Simbola received a phone call from a minister friend of his whom he had persuaded his daughter Chrissy, to talk to. Jim, the minister, stated, I love you and your wife Carol very much, but the truth of the matter is, Chrissy is going to do what she wants to do. You don't really have much choice now that she is 18. She is determined to go her own way. You're going to have to accept whatever she decides to do with her own life. Simbola hung up the phone. Something very deep within him began to cry out, Never, I will never accept Chrissy being away from you, Lord. Simbola knew that if his daughter continued on her present path, there would be nothing but destruction awaiting her. And God strongly impressed upon him to stop crying, screaming, or talking to anyone else about Chrissy. He was to speak with no one but God alone. In fact, he knew that he would have no further contact with Chrissy until God acted. He was just to believe and obey what he had preached so often, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will answer you. 
Simbola began to pray with an intensity and growing faith as never before. Whatever bad news he would receive about his daughter Chrissy, he kept interceding and actually began praising God for what he knew that God would do soon. February came, and one Tuesday night during a prayer meeting, Simbola spoke from Acts chapter 4 about the church boldly calling on God in the face of persecution. The entire church entered into a time of prayer, everyone reaching out to the Lord simultaneously. Suddenly, an usher handed Simbola a note. A member of the congregation had written to him, Pastor Simbola, I feel impressed that we should stop the meeting and all pray and intercede for your daughter Chrissy. Simbola hesitated. Was it right to change the flow of the service and focus on his own personal needs? Yet something in the notes seemed to ring true. He picked up a microphone and informed the congregation of what had just happened. He shared about his burden for his daughter's deliverance and salvation, stating that his daughter Chrissy was extremely far away from God and on the path of self-destruction. And then Simbola stated, but I know God can break through to her and that the strongholds can be pulled down for her deliverance and salvation. With tears flowing down his eyes, he continued to pray as best as he could. 32 hours later on Thursday morning, as he was shaving, his wife Carol ran upstairs to him, her eyes wide open as she yelled, go downstairs, Chrissy is here. When Simbola made his way downstairs with tears in his eyes, he saw his daughter on the kitchen floor on her hands and knees, sobbing. His daughter grabbed his pant leg and began pouring out her anguish. Daddy, I've sinned against God. I've sinned against myself. I've sinned against you and mommy. Please forgive me. With his vision clouded by tears, Simbola pulled his daughter up from the floor, and he, his daughter, and his wife embraced and cried together. Suddenly, Chrissy drew back and asked, Daddy, on Tuesday night, who was praying for me? Simbola then asked her, What do you mean? Chrissy responded that in the middle of the night, God had woken her up and showed her that she was heading toward an abyss. There was no bottom to it, and it scared her to death. Chrissy stated that she was so frightened, she had then realized how wrong, how wayward, and how rebellious she had been all her life. At the same time, it was like God wrapped his arms around her and held her tight to keep her from falling into that abyss. And she then prayed for God's forgiveness and surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. Although he was a pastor and had spoken numerous times about the subject, Simbola had just received a renewed crash course on the power of persistent prayer and trust in God's faithfulness. And this is what our scripture text this evening is all about. Let's read Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version of God's most holy word. <clears throat> Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. 
And he told them a parable to the effect that they are always to pray and not lose heart. And he said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cried out to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Now a note about the background in this parable. According to Mosaic law, judges were to give special attention to widows, primarily because of their dependence upon men. And when the husband died, a widow was left at the mercy of relatives or the eldest son to provide for her. It would be uncommon for a widow during this time to advocate for herself. There were no safety nets, no resources, and no agencies to turn to. Men were the ones who would do that kind of intervention on behalf of their families. As a widow, she was one of the marginalized in her society. Most widows were targets of oppression and fraud, with no one to stand up for them. With all this in mind, it could be safely assumed that this woman was destitute of any family resources to help her out. The widow in this parable functions as a model for discipleship for all of us with respect to persistent prayer. She goes before the unjust judge with her petition over and over, not taking no for an answer, even though he was required by Mosaic law to meet with her and address and resolve her situation. His refusal and not wanting to be bothered is what made him unjust. But she was resilient, and she was faithful to what she believed in. Jesus tells this parable to his disciples to help them understand that if this judge who is unjust finally listens to and grants this widow's request based on her persistence, how much more will a loving and trustworthy God answer the prayers of his children who are crying out for the deliverance and salvation of their prodigal sons and daughters. This widow's persistence illustrates our need to pray for our prodigals without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. The necessity of persistent prayer is the reason why, at the beginning of our scripture text, Jesus stated that he told the parable to teach that we should continue to pray and not lose heart or faint. That word faint is the Greek word egakeo, egakeo. It literally means to lose the motivation and zeal of pursuing a desired goal because of setbacks or obstacles or adversaries. The need for persistent prayer is also the reason why Jesus ends the parable with the question of whether or not the Son of Man will find anyone faithful when he comes. Or as Christian author Eugene Patterson phrased it, 
will he find men and women who are still praying, who have not given up, who have not lost heart in their prayer lives. Friends, brothers and sisters, fellow parents and guardians of prodigal sons and daughters, this passage challenges you and I not just to be persistent in prayer, but to trust in God despite whatever setbacks will come while we're praying for their deliverance and salvation. Even when the answer that we seek does not come immediately, we need to have the persistence to endure until change happens. Keep in mind these five important truths. Truth number one, God does not, want, God does not take any pleasure when the unsaved die and enter into a Christless eternity, but would prefer to see them repent, have salvation, and live. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11. Truth number two, God desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Truth number three, while we are wrestling in prayer for our prodigals, we need to remember that there is an unseen but very real world of demonic forces at work which will oppose us. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Truth number four. In our prayer warfare against these demonic and satanic forces, our weapons are indeed mighty to the pulling down of whatever strongholds are binding our prodigals. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. And finally, truth number five. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Friends, I hope that this devotional was a blessing and an encouragement to you. And I want to encourage you to be persistent in prayer, to continue in prayer. You know, just a word of transparency, I myself many, many times become discouraged when I continue to pray for my prodigals. And there are times when I hear testimonies of parents whose adult children or teenagers, prodigal sons and daughters have surrendered their lives to Christ. And I praise God for those testimonies. I am so happy that God has answered that prayer. But then the enemy whispers in my ear, why isn't God answering your prayer? What's taking so long? Maybe your child is too nut, too hard a nut to crack, too difficult to come to Christ. Maybe they're not meant to get saved. Maybe their heart is too hardened. Maybe you should give up praying. And give up believing. Those are lies from the enemy, from the very depths of hell. And I'm sure I'm not the only parent that hears those satanic voices whispering in our ears. That is the way the enemy will get us to stop praying. In a recent post in the Parents of Prodigals Facebook page, I put down a post which I wanted to share. It was a blessing to me when it came to me, but I want to share it with you right now. I had stated in this post, and this was posted 
the other day that the enemy does not want to see your prodigals delivered or saved. He will do everything and anything in his power to frustrate you, to discourage you, to hinder you, to impede you, to distract you, to stop you from interceding on their behalf. And we need to put on the whole armor of God and enter into spiritual prayer warfare. This is a spiritual fight to the death for the souls of of our prodigal sons and daughters against the powers of darkness who want to see them in a Christless eternity. The days are evil and the prophetic clock is ticking. We need to continue to pray, fast, and believe and completely trust that the Lord hears our prayers and will bring them to pass in his own time, in his own way. Well, we've reached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and at this time we break into a musical interlude and play two musical numbers that I hope are a blessing to you. And Then when we come back after this musical break, I'm going to play for you a testimonial that a dear sister left on the Parents of Prodigals Facebook page. She shared an insight about her burden for our wayward and unsaved sons and daughters. So that being said, we're going to break into our musical interlude, and then we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Stay tuned and be blessed.
draw me close to you. Never let me go. you 
Well, I praise God for those two musical numbers, and I pray that they were a blessing to you. He is able. God is able to answer our prayers. No one is beyond salvation. Your prodigal is not too difficult for God to work on. God is able. And draw me close. That's the prayer of every believer, or it should be, that we are drawn closer to our Lord and Savior in our daily walk. Before we enter into our time of prayer, I want to share an insight. And a dear sister in Christ who recently joined Parents of Prodigals posted an insight that the Lord had given her. It was a tremendous, tremendous blessing to me when I heard it. And she talks about the burden that the Lord has placed on her for prodigal, unsaved sons and daughters. And she gives an an incredible illustration and an analogy that is a lesson for all of us. It goes hand in hand with our devotional regarding persistence and prayer warfare on behalf of our prodigal sons and daughters. So I'm going to play that testimonial right now by our dear sister in Christ. Bear with me. And here we go. 30-somethings. Um, he has gone after that generation, guys. As the Lord has put something on my heart that I really wanted to share with you. He has put a burden on my heart for the prodigals. You know, the teenagers, the 20, 30-somethings. Um, he has gone after that generation, guys. And it hit me today. The enemy has kidnapped our children. He has lied to them. He's deceived them. He's taken them out in the world. He's made them doubt the very existence of God and his goodness. What would you do if somebody kidnapped your child in the natural? If someone came and ripped your child out of your home, what would you do? We would fight. Every parent would go out and they would knock on every door and they would say, where are my children? Have you seen my children? They would post flyers on every door. They would look to the ends of the earth to fight for their child and get that child back. And yet when the enemy takes our children out and lies, sorry, there's a motorcycle, and the enemy takes our children out, we just do these powerless prayers like, well, I hope one day, Lord, you'll bring them back to you. Guys, we need to fight in the spirit like somebody has kidnapped our child. The enemy has kidnapped your child, and it is your job. God gave you that child for a reason, and it's your job to intercede, fight in the spirit, and not give up until your child is home. The word says that if we train up a child the way they should go, they will return to it. Your child will return to it. Pray. Do not give up mom and dad. Your child will come back to Jesus. Wow, what an incredible, incredible insight and word of encouragement from this dear sister in Christ. And it's true. If our children were kidnapped in the natural, we would do everything in our power to get them back. Posting flyers. You know, it's interesting. If your child was kidnapped and you saw the kidnapper right in front of you, in the flesh, you probably would grab that person and shake them, and go after them. Well, the enemy has kidnapped our prodigals. 
We need to go after the enemy. And like Abraham did when Lot was taken captive, Abraham got a band of warriors together and entered the enemy's camp and rescued Lot. That's what we need to do when it comes to rescuing our prodigal sons and daughters. We need to enter the enemy's camp, pull down the strongholds, bind the strong man, and rescue our prodigals from the clutches of the enemy. They've been kidnapped in the spiritual. And we need to go after them. Like our devotional said, we are not resting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against darkness, dark rulers. But, again, like our devotional said, our weapons are indeed mighty to the pulling down of whatever stronghold has your prodigal bound. That being said, without further ado, let's enter into prayer warfare. Like my dear brother Jamie just shared, no rest. We have to be relentless in prayer. Let's be relentless right now and bring these requests before the Lord on behalf of our prodigal sons and daughters. And while we are praying, if you have a request for your prodigal, you can still type it in. And when we see it on our board, we'll raise it before the throne of grace on their behalf. Touch and agree with me right now. Our first request, as always, many of these we pray for every single week, and we'll continue to pray for them. Two young men by the name of Joshua. And both these young men were facing the bondage of addiction. Now, it's my understanding that the Lord is working in both their lives. I'm not sure what their exact status is, but again, it's my understanding that there is movement and progress being made regarding their sobriety. And they're staying away from drugs and their spiritual state being delivered and being saved. God knows the details. Touch and agree with me right now for these two young men named Joshua. Heavenly Father, look upon these two young men. Lord, you know exactly what's going on in both their lives. We don't know exactly what's happening. We know minor details, God. But Lord, you know the situation with both of them. Both of them named Joshua. Named after a mighty warrior and a mighty man of God. And so we lift these two young men up to you, Lord God. You see the issues that they're facing. Lord, the enemy was attacking them and trying to keep them in bondage to drug addiction and other issues. Lord, we praise you that you're moving in both their lives, and we pray you continue to move in both Joshua's lives. Touch them where they are right now, wherever they are, whatever they're doing. Reveal yourself to them in a mighty way. Let your spirit move in their minds, in their hearts, in their souls. Make both these young men, their names are Joshua. Make them both Joshua's. Men of God, committed to you. If neither of them are saved, Lord God, save them both. Deliver them from whatever they need freedom from. And let their names be written in the book of life. We rebuke any forces of darkness or cancel any contracts against these two young men. We plead the blood of Christ over them. We thank you and we praise you for their deliverance and salvation, Lord God. We commit them both into your hands, Lord God. You know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. We just lay them before you and thank you and we praise you as you continue to work their lives. In Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies by the name of Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. It's my understanding that one of these young ladies, I believe it's Valentina, the Lord has moved in a mighty way in her life. Without betraying too many confidential details, I will say that Valentina is being blessed of the Lord and God is moving in her life. And these two other young ladies, Gabby and Angela, it's my understanding that God still needs to perform a work in their lives. They're all three of them. Their souls are precious. and We need to pray for them. Touch and agree with me right now for Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. Heavenly Father, look upon these three young ladies, Lord God. You see what they're in bondage to. It could be peer pressure, drugs, alcohol, the occult, new age, alternative lifestyles, seeking pleasure, peer pressure, whatever it is, Lord God. The enemy is using many things to keep them from you, distracting them. Maybe they don't care about the things of eternity. They're too busy living their young lives. Lord, strike down the lies and the distractions that the enemy is putting in their path and touch their hearts, Lord God. Open up their eyes so that they see that their lives are empty without you, Lord Jesus. Give these three young ladies, Lord, yes, we're going to say it. Give them no rest. Bug them. Harass them. Speak to their souls and their hearts and their minds, Lord God. You are the Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus. Reveal to these three young ladies that they can have true peace in their hearts and in their minds and in eternity if they surrender their lives to you, Lord God. Remove any obstacles, intellectual obstacles. Maybe they don't believe. Maybe they do believe, but they don't want to do it right now. They think they have plenty of time. Lord, time is short. It is appointed once unto men to die, and after this to judgment. Lord, yes, make the things of eternity and mortality real to these three young ladies. A scary thing to pray, Lord God, but their souls are at stake. Their eternal souls are at stake. Deliver these three young ladies. Save these three young ladies. Move in their lives. Make all three of these young ladies women of God. Lord, we commit all three of them into your hands. We don't know what's going on in their lives right now, Lord. But Lord, we're just waiting for the praise report. We know we're going to hear that something is happening in their lives. We already heard that you're moving in Valentina's life, and we praise you and we thank you. We pray that your word continue to fall on good ground in her life, and that you continue to mold her on your heavenly potter's wheel, shaping her into a mighty woman of God. We pray that you continue to move in Gabby's life and Angela's life. Do what needs to be done, Lord God so that they come to the foot of the cross and surrender their lives to you. Bring them both to the end of themselves so that they come to you for eternal life, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a dear sister in Christ, China. China is the adult daughter of my dear brother in Christ, Jamie, and his lovely wife, my sister, India, and China was delivered over a year ago, I believe, 
from bondage. Many times, my brother Jamie and I would share our burdens for our daughters, and I guess it could be safely said that the first testimony of salvation on this podcast and this ministry was when I received a text message from my dear brother Jamie telling me that his lovely daughter China was delivered and surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. But you know, ground that is taken in prayer has to be held by prayer, and there is no way the enemy is going to allow this victory without a counterattack. And so we need to pray for China. We need to pray for her protection and her perseverance. Touch and agree with me right now for our sister China. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We really, really praise you and thank you that you answered prayer, the prayer of a godly mom and dad for their daughter's salvation, her deliverance and salvation. We praise you, Lord. You put, you brought it to pass in your own way and in your own time, Lord God. They just needed to trust you. And Lord, you came through, Lord God. No one who trusts in you will be ashamed. And that truly came to pass, Lord God. You came through, Lord God. We worship you and praise you. You did what had to be done. You did it in your own way, in your own time. We just had to trust you. We praise you for China's deliverance and salvation. Her name is written in the book of life. And she'll be raptured and spend eternity with the Lord. In the meantime, Father, the enemy, I'm sure, is planning an attack against her if he hasn't attacked already. And so we pray for divine protection over China. Put a platoon, a company, a regiment, a battalion, a brigade, a full army of angels around my sister China. Protect her from the attacks of the evil one, the prince and the power of the air will do everything he can to discourage her so that she backslides or make her feel that she's taking this too far. Don't be a fanatic. Don't read the word every day. Don't spend too much time in prayer. Don't go to church too often. He's a lie from the enemy, and we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And right now we pray for China's strength and perseverance in her walk, Lord God. Help her to walk in a manner worthy of her calling, Heavenly Father. And like the book of Joshua says, this book of the law shall not depart out of China's mouth, but let her meditate therein day and night so that she can have success and be prosperous, Lord God. Help her to not get discouraged. And when there are times when she does get discouraged, Holy Spirit, strengthen her, encourage her, Lord God. Parakletos, the one who walks beside the Spirit of God. Lord, give China an upper room experience. Fill her with a double portion, a triple portion, a quadruple portion, a continuous filling with your Holy Ghost. Baptize her with Holy Ghost fire. Strengthen her. Give her strength, perseverance, fortitude, Lord God. Yes, Lord, make China a Ruth a Sarah, an Esther. Make her into a woman of God, a powerful, powerful woman of God, mighty in prayer, mighty in faith, mighty in the word. Help her to wield successfully the sword of the Spirit and to hold up the shield of faith and put on the helmet of salvation. 
help her to always put on the whole armor of God, never to leave home without it, Lord God. Bless China's walk with you, Heavenly Father. Give her an intimate and close relationship with you, Lord God. Don't let her wander away or put things in the back burner, Lord God. Don't let her forget her commitment, Heavenly Father. She surrendered her life to you. Keep her close. You are the good shepherd, Lord Jesus. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You came that China may have life and have it abundantly. And so we commit China into your hands, and you protect her from the wolves. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man, the adult son of my dear brother Frank and his wife Rose. Their son's name is Edgar. Now Edgar knows the gospel. He knows about the gospel. He knows the need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. He knows it all. He knows about Christ, but he doesn't know Christ. I don't know if Edgar's putting it off because he thinks he has plenty of time. I don't know if Edgar thinks he's even saved. Maybe he thinks he can get to heaven on his parents' coattails. Another lie from the enemy. Let's touch and agree right now for Edgar's deliverance and salvation. Heavenly Father, we just lift up this young man, Edgar, to you, Lord God. Let all hindrances coming between Edgar's heart and the gospel be melted away by the fire of of the Holy Spirit. Reveal yourself to Edgar in a mighty way, Lord God. Maybe it'll come by way of a friend at work who's a Christian, an acquaintance, maybe a neighbor who's a believer. Send people Edgar's way who are saved, who have surrendered their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Send people who will witness to him, who will be salt and light in his life, Lord God, so that he will see the truth of the gospel, Heavenly Father. If his eyes are closed, the truth open them up. If his heart is hardened, for whatever reason, soften it, Lord God. Nag him. Give him no rest either, Lord God. Don't let him sleep soundly at night, Father. Speak to him in the night watches. Speak to him in a dream, in a vision. Speak to him maybe through a Christian song. Maybe he'll see a track on the street. Maybe someone will give him a gospel track. Whatever means you choose, Lord God, nag him. Holy Spirit, don't give Edgar any rest. He needs salvation. His soul's at stake, Lord God. We commit Edgar into your hands, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Matthew. And now Matthew's mom is tremendously burdened for her son. Matthew, I don't believe he is saved. He has not surrendered his life to Christ. He knows the gospel. His mom is a woman of God. But Matthew's facing a variety of issues, legal issues, spiritual issues, many kinds of issues, emotional and mental health issues. These are traps and attacks of the enemy. The enemy will throw everything, physical obstacles, mental obstacles, emotional obstacles, vocational obstacles, social obstacles, anything he can do. The kitchen sink, the enemy will throw it. 
to keep someone from accepting Christ as their Lord and Savior. We need to pray for Matthew, his deliverance and salvation. And we need to pray for Matthew's mom, too, for her continued strength. First, let's pray for Matthew's mom. And then let's pray for Matthew. Heavenly Father, you see Matthew's mom, Lord God. You see where she is right now, Lord God. She could be standing up. She could be sitting down. She could be laying down. Her heart is heavy. Maybe she's been crying. Maybe her she's weighed down with the burden of worrying for her son. Lord, we pray. We really pray for mom that you encourage her heart, that you strengthen her heart. Lord, give her the strength she needs to continue to pray, to continue to hope, to continue to believe, Lord God. The enemy will try to discourage her into not believing. When as, as the circumstances may get worse, the enemy will whisper in mom's ear, it's no use, stop praying, it's not going to happen. We rebuke those thoughts and lies from the enemy. Lord, work all things for good. Heavenly Father, work in mom's life. Help her to keep her eyes focused, not on the storm, but on you, Lord Jesus. And right now we pray for Matthew, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we bind a strong man attached to Matthew's life. That's keeping him from receiving you, Lord God. Whatever the emotional and mental issues are, Heavenly Father, address them. Heal this young man, Lord God. Yeah, you do heal through medicine as well, Heavenly Father. Give the doctors who are working with him wisdom and guidance, Lord God. Let your hand be upon them as they treat him. Holy Spirit, heal Matthew's mind, his soul, his heart. We commit Matthew into your hands, we pray that you resolve all issues in his life, Lord God. Lord, you see what he's facing, the problems that he's having. They may be legal, they may be whatever, Lord God, physical, whatever they are, Lord God. You work all things for good. These things could be happening as a means of him coming to you, Lord Jesus. As mom believes let it bring to pass, Lord God. All things are possible if we believe. And so we commit Matthew into your hands, Lord God, that you deliver him and save him. Work out his life, Lord God. Do what needs to be done so that he surrenders his life to you. Work it all out, Lord God. Work every detail in his life out so that he finally becomes a man of God. We're burdened for Matthew. Heal, deliver, save, fill, bless. We commit Matthew into your hands. We rebuke the forces of darkness. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We rebuke principalities and powers. We rebuke satanic forces in Matthew's life. This is a fight to the death. No prisoners are taken. And we plead the blood of Jesus over Matthew right now for his deliverance and salvation. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Johnny. And Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who tunes in weekly. And mom, of course, is still praying for her son. Johnny is in bondage 
to the stronghold of alcoholism, I believe. Now, there were some recent developments in Johnny's life, but mom continues to pray for him. So we need to pray for mom as well, and then pray for Johnny. Salvation is the most important thing. Let's touch and agree right now for mom and for her son, Johnny. Heavenly Father, we thank you for praying moms, women of God, who are consecrated and committed to you, Lord God. And now you see Johnny's mom that she is praying for her son for his deliverance and salvation. Help her to continue to persevere in prayer, to fast and pray, and to believe for her son's deliverance and salvation from the demonic strongholds that are keeping him bound. Encourage mom. Bless mom. Give mom a strong sense of your presence. You're there in the room with her right now. Fill that room with the strong scent of your presence and peace. And bless mom's prayer life. Speak to her through your word and through the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Protect her through the watches of the night. We can lay down and sleep in peace, Lord God, because you will sustain us. Sustain mom. Give her sweet sleep. Help her to sleep in peace, trusting in you completely. And now we lift up Johnny in prayer, Heavenly Father. You see what he's in bondage to, Lord God. And again, we pray the same thing for him, that every stronghold of the enemy that's resisting and causing resistance in Johnny's mind, maybe he wants to keep drinking or wants to party, break down those strongholds in the name of Jesus. Whatever is keeping him from receiving you, Lord God, we pull it down. We cast it down. Let every hindrance that's coming between you and him be torn down, Lord God. And we bind a strong man in his life as well. We go into the enemy's camp right now. We rescue Johnny, pulling him away with an army of angels accompanying us. We plead the blood of Jesus over Johnny's life, Lord God. We break any curses that are placed on Johnny that's binding him from receiving you, Lord God. Lord, put a burden in Johnny's heart to come to church. And again, send people his way as well who will witness to him. Let him see the salt and light in his mom's life and in the lives of people who come his way who are believers. Again, Lord God, that we prayed for somebody else, give Johnny absolutely no rest. Harass him, Lord God. Wake him up at night. Speak to his heart and mind. We commit his deliverance and salvation into your hands, Lord God, and we praise you and worship and thank you, Lord God. We know we're going to hear a praise report may not come tomorrow or next week, or maybe next month. We don't know, Lord, but we're going to trust you, Lord God. We trust you with the process and the results. We're just going to keep on praying and believing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <clears throat> Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Curtis. Curtis is the adult son of Texas mom who's a member of Parents of Prodigals. And we praise God because Texas mom was praying for Curtis, and Curtis surrendered his life to Christ not that long ago. He's a new believer. And it's my understanding that the Lord is moving in Curtis's life. So what we're going to do is we're going to touch and agree for mom and her household that the Lord continue to move in her home. And then we're going to lift up Curtis in prayer for his continued blessing. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for a praying mom, a mom who continued, who didn't give up praying for her son. 
Lord, she committed her son, Curtis, to your hands. Lord, to, to your hands, and you just answered prayer. You came through, Lord God. You did what needed to be done so that Curtis would surrender his life to you. And we lift up this mom, Lord God. Help her to continue to pray for her son. Help her to continue to trust in you. Bless her, bless her home. Permeate the entire home with your spirit, Lord God, filling it with the Shekinah glory. Give mom an upper room experience, the filling of the Holy Spirit. Continue to strengthen mom's walk with you. Deep intimacy, a close relationship with you, Lord Jesus, Lord God. Your word says that our goal should be to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Lord, let mom continue to get to know you and the power of your resurrection in her life. And Lord, right now we lift up her son, Curtis, Lord God. We bind every spirit, every demonic force that's coming against him in a counterattack, maybe to make him backslide or to get discouraged. We rebuke the forces of darkness. We pray. We thank you first that you brought Curtis to the foot of the cross. You did what needed to be done. Whatever needed to be done, you brought it to pass. Bless his walk with you. Strengthen him. Make him a man of God. Make Curtis an Abraham, a Joshua, a Moses, a Paul, a Peter, a Matthew, a James, an Enoch, an Elisha. All these men of God who walked with you and were mighty in faith. Turn Curtis into that kind of man. Give him a close relationship with you. Bless his work life, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for opening doors for him, the Father. Bless his, his life. Let his life prosper. Help him to be a responsible and good worker. Help him to be a responsible and good neighbor. A good dad, if he's a dad, Lord God. But move, continue to move in Curtis's life, Lord God. Give Curtis an upper room experience as well. The filling of the Holy Ghost. Zeal. Maybe open up a door for ministry for him, Lord God. Use him for your honor and glory, Lord God. We commit Curtis into your hands and we praise you and worship and thank you, Lord God. We're never going to get more praise reports. And so we worship and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and I pray that it was a blessing to you and that you were strengthened and encouraged. Now, these prayer requests, we just don't bring them before the throne of grace on Thursdays. During the week, we lift up these requests in prayer. You can submit your prayer requests any time of the day or night. Just go into the Parents of Prodigals website, parentsofprodigals.us. And there is a tab there to submit your prayer request. Or you can go into the Parents of Prodigals Facebook page and type in a request there in a post. Whatever it is, we want to help you and pray for your prodigal son and daughter. 
Time is short. And again, the prophetic clock is ticking. We want all our prodigals to be raptured, to spend eternity with Christ so that their names are written in the book of life and they attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. All truths from the word of God, which again is 100% true, reliable, relevant, accurate, holy, and blessed. So submit your prayer request, and we will pray for it during the week, and then mention it during our podcast. We will return again next Thursday, March 7th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until next Thursday, we want to encourage you, if you're the parent of an unsaved, wayward, or backslidden son and daughter, and you live in New York, California, North or South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, or Connecticut, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden, or wayward son and daughter, and you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation, and you live in Texas or Ohio, Wisconsin, Virginia or West Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, Alabama, Maryland, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Arizona, or Louisiana. If you're the parent or guardian of a wayward, backslidden son and daughter, and you want their names to be written in the book of life, they're not saved, and you want them delivered and saved so that they'll spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you live in Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky or Arkansas, Mississippi, Wyoming or Michigan, if you're the parent or guardian of a prodigal son and daughter, and you want them to attend the marriage supper of the Lamb, you don't want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place. Your burden for their deliverance and salvation. You want them to have the peace that passes all understanding. And you live in Mexico, Canada, Australia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Japan, Russia, Ireland, Tanzania, India, New Zealand, the Philippines, or the United Kingdom. If you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved, wayward, or backslidden son and daughter, and you want to see them saved, washed in the blood of Jesus, have the peace that passes all understanding, have the joy of the Holy Ghost, get raptured. You don't want to see them live a life without Christ. If you are the parent of a backslidden, wayward, or unsaved son and daughter. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, March 7th at 7 o'clock p.m. This is Brother Alan Weir on behalf of all of us at Parents of Prodigals wishing you a good night 
and God bless.